Hello and welcome to the Fightback Podcast. My name is Georgia Berry. I'm an exercise scientist, kickboxer, and the founder of the Fightback Project. I started the Fightback Podcast to inspire and empower women to try martial arts. I really do hope that if you listen to this podcast, you'll get inspired to take the leap and give martial arts a try if you've never done it before. And if you are listening and you are a martial artist, I hope that listening to this will motivate you to you know, grab one of your friends who you think could benefit from martial arts and drag them along so their life can get as, as better from martial arts as yours has been. Now, today I have an awesome interview to share with you guys. I'm speaking with Sonia Dolke, who is from Orland, which is in Finland. It's a tiny island as part of Finland and she is one of the psychologists that is going to be referring to the Fight Back project. She's also done some martial arts herself and still does so she's got a really interesting perspective on mental health, martial arts and trauma recovery. So Without further ado, I hope that you enjoy this interview and get as much out of it as I have. So, Sonia, can you please tell us a bit about your background? How did you get to be where you are today? Sure. Let's see how I can make this short. (laughs) Uh, Nowadays, I I work as a a health psychologist in, in a private setting. But I also work work as a a psychotherapist. I do family therapy. I do couples therapy. I started off as a child psychologist working with with children with autism and neuropsychiatric disorders. But I've really just followed my interests and curiosity and done a lot of things. That's the short version. And now, what kind of patients do you see? Um, well, I both see a, a lot of, uh, of patients do, doing uh, uh, work, work as, as a work psychologist, but I also see couples, I see families, I see children, and I all, also meet people with, with trauma, especially women. Uh, who, who have who have experienced domestic violence and abuse, and I see uh, caregivers together with with their children who have experienced trauma and traumatic experiences together. And this is small children, from zero to to six. So, how do you work with children from zero to six? Right, they they can't talk about all their feelings. They probably don't understand. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, their, their primary language is, is to play. So we play with, with, with the caregivers and, and children together to, to work through trauma and, and work through difficult experiences that, that have been difficult both for, for parents or caregivers and, and their children. My understanding. We, we talk too, of course. You talk too, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to find the story and to find words, because because words can really t- tame difficult emotions. Mm-hmm. And 
Is the main goal, forgive me, I'm pretty new to this whole world, but of the play therapy to form healthy attachments? Attachment is such a big part in it, yeah. And, and to regulate emotions and, and physical states, emotional states as well. Uh, so it's really to, to make uh, difficult emotions and, and, uh, and, and emotions, well, it's kind of finding ways to be being able to handle difficult things. Yep. Through play where anything can happen in that play zone. You, you, you can play with different solutions. You come, can come into to a situation that has already been and make it different. You, you can create safety places and, and heroes that come and save, save you, or you can be the hero. So it's really that. helpful. Yeah, I could, it's also helpful for adults to play. Does it work played. as well, as well for the adults? You know, because we don't have such good imaginations as kids. Yes, it definitely works and, and, and play, play, playing and, and being playful can be real too and really regulate the emotions for, for the parents as well. That's so, and to yeah. really see what happens in the, in the kids during the play, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so interesting. It's kind of yeah, yeah. And what happens if those children or those families, they don't see you and then they kept going without forming healthy attachments. So what happens in adults who don't form healthy attachments as children? Uh, in in, in uh, situations where you, where you get triggered or if, if, if you have wounds from difficult things that, that has happened, uh, th- those emotions can just overwhelm you in surprising moments that it, it can be that you aren't even aware of what happens to you and it can fe- feel Ill- illogical to, to yourself if you haven't found w- ways to ha- handle the earlier difficult emotions. So, so it can really overwhelm you and flood you with, with difficult emotions that, that can make it hard for you to, to, to handle situations in, in your life, or it can numb you so you dissociate yeah. from your feelings. Yeah. And it makes you feel less alive. Quickly said. Yeah. Yeah. And are those also responses to trauma? Like what normally happens to somebody after they experience trauma? Uh, well, well, it can be different because it's, it's per- personal too. If you have in, enough support and, and you get enough support in, in situations that, that can be traumatic, you might cope really well. Uh, so so it, it's not straightforward that you develop trauma or, or mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress, for example. But if you, if you don't get enough support, you can develop trauma. And now I really forgot your question. <laughs> what so, was your question? So let's say, for example, I'll pose it differently. Somebody yeah. has a traumatic experience and they yeah. don't receive help after that. They, they don't have a debriefing. They don't get social support. Yeah. What might yeah. happen to their body after that? Ah, uh, okay. So, so for example, well, well it's like, you can't say it's like a bomb inside of you, but, but it's like 
uh, goes under the surface and it really uh, get, gets more more like a physical form or you can also say a biological form we usually compare to, to animals how, how, how they react under stress how, how they go, go into survival mode or play, playing dead for example yes uh, so 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 in, in that respect we, we we react in in similar ways as, as humans that that we can go into into that mode of, of just surviving and freezing playing dead so so it's uh, it's like it's underneath your skin that that, that it can trigger you in in different situations to to freeze not being able to 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 cope or to handle your yourself and your your physical and and emotional well it's both body mind in situations that trigger you or that in some way, way reminds you of what happened earlier does that make sense yeah no totally because then i wonder if you're if that's happened to you and that bomb is sitting beneath the surface and you keep freezing when things remind you what happens if you then go to traditional talk therapy and you try to talk about what happened well, well that can tr- really trigger off the, those physical reactions as well in in talk therapy so so it's really important with with the part with, with the body to find, find 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 techniques that that work bottom up as well that 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 work work with with your with your body and that helps you regulate your 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 being um and and to helps you ground yourself to to be in your body so so just talking well talk talk talking is important to, to find the narrative and to find words for what has happened but it's also in your body so that's why it's so interesting with different grounding techniques and breathing techniques and yoga and qigong and now kickboxing as well that I got, got so inspired to see that you're working with, 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 yes. with tra- trauma. So, and tell yeah. everybody, how did you get into kickboxing and taekwondo? Yeah. That, 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 that's quite a story because, because um, I'm, I'm quite a, a, a adjustable, little shy, maybe shy uh, person. Well, my friends wouldn't agree with that, maybe. But <laughs> inside, I'm kind of scared for for new things. Uh, but I got in, in, into martial arts uh, from, from my, my two sons. Uh, they they first started a, a beginner's course, and really, maybe I was on the look for something, some kind of exercise, because two years, maybe two three years ago, I started working with with work related health issues and preventive uh, health care. So I really started working more more with exercise and telling people they need to exercise more for for their 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 psychological health and i've never been an exercising person myself i've been this person doing a lot of reading and being creating a lot i've never really seen seen the importance of, of exercising and never been into fitness or anything like the, like this 
always, of course, knew that it's important, but didn't really do anything myself, just sitting around a lot. Uh, but I really felt that I couldn't just talk people into exercising if I didn't do anything myself, because that's kind of important, not, not just preaching something that you don't do yourself. That's important in, in all my work, that I know what I'm talking about that I, and that I'm living it myself. So I was on the look for something because I've never gone for a jog or enjoyed exercising. I don't know why, but it's just the way. So uh, the, the taekwondo and, and the do, dojo, uh, how do you pronounce it? Yes, it's perfect, dojo. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, that, that my sons attended made me curious. So I started a beginner, beginner's course together with my sister-in-law. And that's how it started. I got really hooked because it was fun. It was a fun and kind, supportive community. And I was scared every time <laughs> and, and really got to meet my, my own fears and to embrace it. Yeah. So that's how it started. And then I saw the kickboxers and thought they were so cool. <laughs> so I wanted, wanted to start as well. Yes, yeah. we're the cool ones. <laughs> yeah, being cool. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I know you've said that some of that feeling of conquering fears and conquering uncomfortable things reminded you of the ice bathings, the, the wintertime swimming that you're doing there in Scandinavia? Yeah. Yeah, which is such a cool thing too and such an important thing for, for me. It's the way I, I begin my, my weeks, do, do, doing ice bathing or, or winter bathing Sunday night to be able to dip and dive into the week uh, and to need anything. And that's a way too to, to conquer and to embrace my fears and not to, to go into avoiding mode too, too much. And it's also about uh, stability in, in, in the body to, to really shock your body first and get that cold sensations combined with, with hot sensations from, from sauna as well. So I guess it's a way to regulate my, my, myself. And it's, sim it's something similar, the kickboxing and, and, and with the martial arts well doing something that feels a little scary but to program myself to like it and to embrace it and to know that something good comes from it so that's that's something that I've used a lot of the psychology I know on myself to program myself to really love uh, the, the exercise then, but I didn't even have to, um, to to push myself that much into it because it was so much fun. And when you kick and punch, and and when you 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 kickbox together, uh, you really, or at least for me, it worked that way. That I really wanted them to get stronger, so I went to the gym. On the side because I wanted to get stronger 
and I went jogging because I wanted to to be able to breathe <laughs> more, longer <laughs> and to get the stamina to go 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 forth. Yeah. So yeah. it really gave me the the motivation to exercise, but not for the sake of exercising, but for the sake of it being so fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. No, definitely, definitely. I am the same. I do some running, but only because I know how fit I need to be to fight. Otherwise, I would never go for a run. Um, yeah. And I, I never think about sauna in that way. Actually, my house is very big on the sauna. We have a sauna here. Um, oh yeah, not, not a Finnish sauna, so not not as cool. But you know, infrared. And we don't have the Scandinavian ocean, but we do the sauna and then the cold shower afterwards. So I know a little bit of what you mean, but I think yours is the next level of (laughs) a reset. (laughs) And can you explain why do you think martial arts would be beneficial for trauma sufferers? Yeah. I got so excited when I when I read about your project on the, on the net and so cool to to being able to connect over the globe in this way, way finding similar interests and and similar themes. Um, so why would it be beneficial for for trauma sufferers? Because you need to to be so focused in your body. Uh, you 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 can get the flow from kickboxing as from martial arts because you need the focus uh, and you can't be anywhere and everywhere at the same time. So I guess it's because it can be such a mindfulness training at the same time and such a physical one that you need your senses as you do in, in grounding yourself it's uh, it's such 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 a big part in, in in grounding and regulating yourself using your senses, your sight, your your well smell and taste may, maybe not, but but being in your skin and and being even in a in a beginner's mode. At least for me, it's been such a big thing to 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 let myself learn from scratch, not having to be an expert, but, but le- learning and, and growing and, and developing the growth mindset in, in, in that sense. And, and, and in kickboxing, you, you, you have the, the heart rate going up, you have the breath work, you need to, to practice your, your deep breathing and calming down. And, and you also have the part of taking up space, not avoiding, but, but pushing forth, well, both pushing and, and kicking and, and creating new motor mem- memories and new motor patterns in yourself of taking up space and, and being more explosive, explosive and expressive. So those are really cool, cool parts combi- combined with, with, with trauma or, or, or f- really for, for treating trauma and taking back, back your body and pushing back the trauma in, in your body, I, I think, because it really goes hand in hand with, with different grounding te- techniques that you can do 
in pausing, in pushing <laughs> again, and also in, in, in defensing yourself. I think that, that it can be really beneficial also for, for creating a, a new narrative for yourself, a narrative of, of being a fighter, not a victim, a narrative of, of, of taking back your life, a narrative of, uh, of pushing forward for what's important to, to you, uh, pushing forward and taking up your own space, your own values, and it's physical. It's not just something you talk about, but it's something that you create in your body and in your physical sensations and in, in the way, uh, be, be, because it's physical, you can also work with the sensations and the triggers that are physical in doing kickboxing. So I think it's it's so interesting and exciting to, to hear about because yoga might not be for everybody and Qigong might not be for everybody. So it's it's a good thing that that we have we have di- different uh, lines, di- different kinds of of, of really uh, working with the bottom up. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what? I mean, oh, you and yeah. I agree in so many ways. I think the the ability to cultivate a growth mindset, you know, and to step into that beginner shoe, it really just sets the setting stones or sets it stage for so much development you know if you can be in growth mindset about healing from trauma and you can be a beginner and be like okay I'm going to learn this then you can think okay I'm going to learn to you know dissipate my trauma I'm going to learn to sit with my emotions I'm going to learn that I can take up space you know and I think it's such an empowering feeling to kick and punch and yeah. I've always thought, you know, everyone should learn this, but the people that it's sometimes most important for, it's the most difficult because, yeah. you know, they, and we'll touch on this in a moment, but, you know, in a traditional kickboxing class, we talk about the fact that trauma-informed kickboxing is a bottom-up therapy, but just kickboxing could be bottom-up hijacking you know, it could be overload for the system and, and therefore create a bad experience and teach that, no, no, stepping into space is actually not safe. Bad things happen to my body. I need to retreat. So, yeah. you know, I think giving those people access to the program, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not wildly different, but it's just different in a few significant ways that they can then start to change, like you said, change their narrative from being a victim into being a fighter and being someone who knows they can fight back. Yeah. And what do you think needs to be different in a trauma-informed kickboxing program compared to a regular program? Yeah. Uh, Really what you're saying right now, being aware of and and having knowledge about triggers and the importance of, of regulating your, yourself and knowing how trauma works. Uh, to, so that's important for, for, for the per- person le- leading the kickboxing, I think, that it's not a surprise when, when something comes up. And, and I think it's such a good thing that you in your program, 
you're being clear with with people needing to have their 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 contact or their psychologist their therapist to to also attend in the kickboxing so, so it can work the right way but what what why why you've thought about th- this what things do you think are important coming from from the the, the exercise uh route yeah learning about trauma that that way i think from my point of view i've tried to make the distinction between being trauma informed and trauma aware and you know it starts with being trauma aware but then once you understand okay one of our key objectives is keeping everyone within the window of tolerance you know making sure they don't get too over aroused such that you know that they're having a panic attack or you know really feeling quite heightened emotions or not such that it gets so intense that they snap and they have to go back to that play dead response and go into that freeze mode so making sure that they stay within their window of tolerance isn't just being aware that they might leave their window of tolerance from a programming perspective from for designing the program we then thinking well what might push someone beyond their window of tolerance so we think things like you know surprises okay so then how can we not have surprises well we can send everybody videos with simple cues that they can use for the techniques that are going to be in the next class so they can have a bit of a, a heads up a warning you know you're going to be doing this how does that make you feel or it brings something up okay let's talk about it can you talk to your therapist can you bring a strategy in place because you already know it's coming you know then similarly people who have been through trauma have impaired mirror neuron function so when they look at somebody else they don't automatically copy their movements that part of their body that makes social connections is broken so how can we get them thinking about how their body is working and how their how somebody else's body is working and when they're watching the videos of me can they imagine their own body doing it because all of a sudden then we have mirror neurons working and so thinking about how to get those back online um you know we're thinking about going into from the beginning what kind of grounding strategies are we going to have what's going to work for you how can we employ those and then lastly thinking about the format so for for now it's a completely online program and so then we're thinking okay well it's a body based program so how can we make sure that the groups are small enough but we can see each other's bodies but then also you know it's a safe space it's at home you can shut off the computer when you need to you know we can go into a separate room if you need to so there's there's no objective to no obligation to have to do anything and in fact it's completely voluntary which i think is really important from yes. from what i know so far of people who have been through trauma you know for them to have choices and for them to informedly or make an informed decision to opt in to say yes to taking up space to doing things when they want to nobody's forcing them yes yes one wonderful really good to hear about the, the no surprises 
and how to get things in forehand and to be informed and really having that in, in the format. Really, really cool. Yeah, so I guess we can start telling everyone that the you know the program will will launch very soon. Uh, as I said, I want everything to be available beforehand. So I've been working very hard to make videos that are nice and short. You know, that it's not overwhelming amount of information, but just enough so that people can or women, because this is a women's yeah. only class, which I think is another important thing, is that. Yeah kickboxing is quite scary for most women to start because you have to go into a, a room full of guys and yeah. you're scared that they're going to beat you up. You know, uh, April, who was our last guest, spoke about how even, you know, holding pads for for men can be scary because it, it can, you know. So I think that's another thing that's important when we're working with women who have suffered trauma, that it's only other women, even though it's it's online that they're in yeah. the company of people who have been through similar things. Definitely. Um, yeah. But, yes, yeah, so once once those videos are, are done, then the people who are on the wait list will be contacted and we start accepting referrals into the program and it's, gonna, it's going to kick off. So we'll get some real live data on how all this theory that you and I have been talking about actually works, which is very so exciting. exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about somebody who has had trauma in the past who just wants to go start martial arts? You know, maybe they have a friend who does martial arts and they're thinking about tagging along with them, which I think is great. You know, what advice would you have for those people? Try it out. Try it out would maybe be be the first advice there too. But also that that it can be good to have a friend with you actually. Uh, But also you you, you can talk to the the trainer about the trauma, I I think, in in, in forehand and and, and maybe um, decide together that it's possible to come watch first and and, and to be able to, to withdraw uh, but but also that that it's really important to to, to ha- have a, a clue about your your triggers and 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 to have some grounding techniques and and, and some ways to to regulate yourself in, in in place first because that that's really important. When you speak about you know, ways to ground yourself. I think I want to end on asking you if you can share some grounding strategies that you use with your patients. I think the the more grounding strategies we hear, the better, because sometimes someone has one and you try it out and it is just perfect for you, you know. So what are some strategies you can suggest people try? Yeah, yeah. So so, so grounding, that, that's really a, a, about... Um, helping yourself to, 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 to be uh, present in, in the moment and not disappear in, 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 in um, trauma sensations or, or dissociations, uh, but, but to, to, to ground yourself through your, your senses. It's about uh, strengthening what, what, what you see, what you hear, what you... Um, it can be about... Uh, touch or, or smell, uh, 
but these strategies, as you say, they're really personal to some work, some don't. So, so you really, really need, need, need to do some trial and error, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to just have some techniques that you know work. Uh, breathing, of course, is one of the obvious first ones to, to experiment with your own breathing, holding your breath and calming your breath. Uh, one thing that I, I've felt, felt that experience that's been, been very helpful for, for my patients has been to, to hold up your hands on your head while you, while you breathe calmly and, and, and try to find your, your belly breathing because it's easier for your chest and your belly when you, you have your, your, your arms, arms and, and hands up. So that's one thing. And also experimenting with, with opening up your, your chest and to pulling back, back your shoulders to, to find that, that breath, uh, both the inhale, but, but even more the exhale. And that's an obvious one also in, in kickboxing, for example, the, the, the breathing out psh, 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 uh, while, while pushing and kicking. And that, that's a really cool, cool, cool thing in, in, in grounding yourself and regulating yourself as well. Uh, but also helping your breath with, with holding your, your hand or hands on your belly while you breathe or on your chest even on your head or really focusing uh, your, your energy to your feet, really ground you to, 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 to whatever you are standing on to get those roots uh, growing down, down your feet into the, the ground. You, 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 you can add that, that, uh, that visual about the roots also. But also with, with the, I'm thinking, uh, for example, in a, in a kickboxing or, or training situation, you, you can have your, your own mini, mini sweat, sweat towel that, mm-hmm. that can, can have a, 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 some, um, some nice smell to it or, or that, that, that it's... Um, it's maybe a perfume or lotion or something that, that, that calms you down. And, and even the, the, the ha- having a, a sip of water, but it can have a, a now no, I don't f- find an English word for it, it can ha- ha- have a, a scent to, to, to that. Mm-hmm, some, mm-hmm. some lemon, for example. Yes. B- because having something in your mouth can be really calming and, and grounding. For example, some uh, uh, some sour candy, but you can't have that that in the tra- training, but but elsewise outside and and even in in the water to to bring you back to, to here and now. So that's some examples, but it's really about trial and error <laughs> and to yeah. strengthen your senses to bring you back here and now and and also to add those thoughts or talking out loud that I have a right to be here, I'm welcome, I'm taking back my life or whatever empowering words, you, you, you can combine the, the, 
the, the different grounding techniques to can be really helpful. Or even like I'm thinking in kickboxing, the sound mm-hmm. like uh, or whatever you know powerful sounds you can make. Yeah, that can also be. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think about the the grounding strategies? What what have you learned? So, so far about about grounding and, and regulating in in the in the kickboxing arena well before i have a fight uh my ground uh, because you're barefoot for kickboxing which i quite like yeah. you know you can really feel the ground um and i think for me it's this what you were talking about i try and notice if my right or my left foot feels heavier and paying attention to that helps me to not go into catastrophizing mode and thinking about how strong the girl I'm about to fight probably is. Yeah. And the other thing for me is before you have a, a Thai kickboxing fight, uh, especially, I don't know about traditional kickboxing, although I think maybe, but we get rubbed down in this, we call it Thai oil, but wow. it's, uh, it's like tiger balm. If you know tiger balm, it's a very strong eucalyptus smell. And that's the only time I smell that, that smell is, is going, getting ready for a fight. And it smells like being present at a fight for me. So that's a very strong sensation that I have that, that we focus on. And, and even, you know, there's a lot of massage that happens before a fight too. Um, so you get your whole body massaged in a strong smelling oil. So you feel each muscle get, you know, the oil rubbed into it. And that that is quite a, a grounding moment of, okay, you know, it's okay. Just each thing. Oh, there's resting my shoulder, massaging my shoulder. Okay, my shoulder's going to punch soon. <laughs> you know, yes. things like this. Uh, wow, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, you know, it's that makes it sound like it's much smoother. Really, it's many, many times of your head saying you can't do this, and then you use the strategy again, and then you say, okay, I can, and then your head goes, no, 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 <laughs> you can't do yeah. this, and and you just have that battle until they call your name, basically every single time for me, anyway. And I think wow. for, some, for a lot of people, that's what doing class is going to be like, you know, many times of your head saying, no, no, no. And you just saying yes. And then both back and forth yeah. battling, but you're still there then that whole time. Yeah. You bring yourself there and don't let, let those thoughts running in, in your head decide. Do you, do you listen to music in forehand? Do you have particular playlists or anything like that? No, I don't listen to music beforehand. I I have <laughs> um, when I do for the walkout. You know, when they call your name, they let you pick a song. And yeah. so, I always walk out to Britney Spears. Okay, <laughs> it's very common to come out to like rap music or heavy metal, but yeah. I really like to just go out and dance and kind of be silly and pretend like it's not such a serious thing. So that's, that's when the music really helps me then, but I try to save it for just before, just before the fight. I like that. I like that. But you use the playful mode, you know? Yes. And the dancing, really, because that's fun and playful. Yeah. And that can be really useful for different things. As can music. As can music 
even maybe before your classes for, for mm-hmm. people or something. Yeah, as also with what, what you look at or if you start counting things you see or listening to the clock or, or counting five different things around you or, or whatever because the, the sight is really strong in us, what, what you see combined to what you think or what you program yourself to or remind yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just going around and orienting to various things. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll recap for everybody because we've gone through so many grounding strategies. But we've got breathing. We've got holding your hands above your head or on your head to open up your chest so that you can breathe more deeply. We can experiment with where we have our hands. So hands on head, hands on chest, hands on belly. We have moving our energy to our feet. We have looking around at, you know, five things we can see or, you know, noticing the sound of the clock ticking or noticing something in the room. We have a comforting smell. So we could bring a towel with some essential oil or something like that on it, which was comforting to you individually. Or we have having water, just the act of drinking the water, or you could even infuse the water with some lemon or some mint or some berries or something that's going to give you a new sensation. We have the act of making noise when you punch or just the act of breathing out every time that you punch. And we have using music as something else to orient yourself to and and ground yourself. And then we have mantras. So saying something to yourself, you know, I, I do deserve this space or something else that makes you feel strong and empowered. Yeah. I think if everyone tries out all of those, one is definitely going to work. For sure. Yeah. And you also have the dancing, you know, moving, dancing around. Yeah. Playing around. Yeah. Yes. That's what I do on stage (laughs) because I love being on stage. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, do you have any more questions about the Fight Back project? Uh, let's see. I asked you pretty many earlier when we chatted. Uh, and I guess now I'm just curious to to know how it turns out. And yeah, what maybe what are your expectations now that that you have come this far i think i'm i'm a big dreamer you know i i like to to dream big so i'm starting now to think it seems there's enough people interested that it's definitely going to be real you know maybe there are some setbacks and things get pushed back you know like in, at the timelines being slowed down a little bit now but there's no doubt in my mind that this program's going to be real and and after it is real for a while you know I want to start sharing it with with everybody you know I want to teach people how to become trauma informed kickboxing instructors I can't teach the whole world this or even if even if 5% of the world wanted to do it then yeah. it definitely can't be all me so 
I think I would like to see in a few years' time that all around the world there are trauma-informed kickboxing instructors, just like there are trauma-informed yoga instructors all over the world. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. I, and I would lo- lo- love uh, people from my, my daughter to, to learn to be a trauma-informed kickboxing instructors and, and to get pe- people through, through your program on, online to, to de- dare to come try kickboxing in the dojo as, as well and to be part of, of, of the martial arts community that's, that's really um, s- safe and fun and caring yeah, because community exactly. is so important and, and it's such, such a, 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 a health factor as well. You have to be, be on your own. So, so I really like that and, and, and your dreams for, for the future and the next ste- steps are, are already be, being there, I hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that, trauma-informed kickboxing in, instructors. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we'll take over the world. Yeah, I want to be one, one one day too. When I get 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 from the beginners level, continue de- developing. Yeah, see, you'll be the opposite. You'll come already having all the trauma knowledge and the you know being a psychologist, then building the kickboxing skills. Whereas I yeah, think, yeah. You know, a lot of people start kickboxing. A lot of people start kickboxing because they have trauma. Maybe yeah. they haven't progressed to the point of having PTSD or, mm-hmm. you know, having se- severe symptoms, but there are a lot of people who have yeah. had to overcome adversity and do so by doing kickboxing. Yeah. So I think there will be many, many people who are very talented kickboxers that would be great yeah. as trauma-informed kickboxing instructors they just don't know it yet (laughs) yeah definitely and i think it's it's so cool uh not not just coming from the anger perspective but Mm. you're coming from from the trauma informed pathway really and from the grounding and from the understanding uh being aware but also informed of, of trauma so it's not just spilling out the anger and, and, and to, it's not just growing a thicker skin and, and to kick back. But I think the cool thing here is to, to being able to, to kick back the trauma, not, not just go in to, to kick back other people and, and not just to spill that trauma to somebody else, yes. but, but getting a control over your body, over your mind, uh, and to be able to to be both vulnerable and and to have control, not not just spilling that anger. That that's also, of course, one one way of of, of coping, or, or 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 one kind of a trauma reaction. Also, the fight and to spilling it over to somebody else. But here you have something else to contribute with. And, and, and I really love that. Because as you say, there are many people in, in, in the kickboxing world with, with trauma. As there, there is in, 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 in other arenas, because it's really common, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it's overwhelmingly common. 
yeah, but yeah, with abuse and violence and same reactions as, as people get in war. We, we get in in our home settings and, and grow, growing up with abuse and violence. So it's it's really important work you're doing, Georgia, in, in this. Yeah. Thank you, Sonia. I'm just yeah, trying to do, you know, I think at, at this stage I've already got one degree, so rather than going back and, and doing a psychology degree, this is a, this is definitely another way to, to help people. And there are so many ways, you know, your way is also incredible. Definitely. There are different pathways and that's so, so cool being able to, to, to meet and have a common ground and add, adding from, from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you and I are collaborating and you're in, is it, Orland? Is that how I pronounce it in Swedish? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Orland or Orland Islands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This little island close to Stockholm, but being part of Finland. Yeah. Uh, part, it is part of Finland. I wasn't sure it officially. Is part of Finland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's officially part of Finland, but we speak Swedish here and it's closer to Stockholm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, if anything else, people learned a little bit of geography today but you know (laughs) I hope this conversation has shared you know some insight on what trauma can look like and how it can shape different people's lives and yeah the the role that martial arts has to fit into conquering fear and taking up space and you know programming a new mindset yeah yeah because that's what martial art, art does for you it's not just developing during training, but really it transfers into your everyday life. That's the cool thing, I think. Definitely. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Sonia. I, yeah, I'm so grateful that we've been able to connect and I'm sure I will share with everybody listening how the project goes and how your involvement goes as it progresses. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to tell everyone? Just thank you for letting me be part of this. It was real fun talking to you and I will follow along. Yeah. Thanks, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of the Fight Back podcast. As always, you can follow along at at Fight Back Podcast on Instagram and The Fight Back Podcast on Facebook. If you enjoyed this interview and you'd like to do me a big favor, I would really appreciate you leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I'll see you next week where I'm going to interview another psychotherapist, Anne Matheson, about the effects of trauma and how somatic experiencing can help with that. It's a great interview and I look forward to sharing it with you next week. Bye-bye.